This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. 20 past 8, Alma Pollard is with us. She's the executive director of The Green Time. She's an eco consultant and a coach. She's also just a really nice person, which is why we love talking to her. Morning, Alma. Good morning. Great to hear your voice. Yeah, thanks for hanging out with us. Big deal stuff this morning uh, on The Green Times, uh, talking about being a true hero, uh, tissue donation. Uh, this is really a big deal. I mean, we know we were sharing a story early on around organ donation and tissue donation. Um, we'd love to hear more on the story. Yes, so, so tissue donation is slightly different to organ uh, donation, and usually um, um, organ donors like myself and my entire family will normally um, donate both yeah, tissue and, and organs, but mm. you can choose. And if you go to the Organ Donor Foundation, it explains very carefully what the difference is. But our tissue donation isn't something that people quite understand. In fact, I'm learning more here that tissue donation also includes bones, hence the title of that story. Mm. So, so, and I also found out that you can, for example, also donate bone while you're still alive. So people right. who have hip replacements, they take, a, they take their hip bone out. Now that bone can actually be donated to somebody who needs bone material. Yeah. So that, for me, is news. That's very interesting. I've not heard of anybody speaking about that before. So if you want to become a, a tissue donor, you can help save lives or help 65 people, which I think is really a cool idea if you no longer have the use of your body, use for your body, um, because you've passed on, then you may as well pass on the love, which is how I look at it, and yeah. then help some other people. But there's quite a bit of resistance in our society, mm. hence there's a huge shortage of, of organs and, and tissues because there are a couple of myths. So there are five myths where people misunderstand how this all works. And because of the misunderstandings, this holds them back from becoming tissue and organ donors. So can you run so I thought it yeah. might be a good idea if we discussed some of those myths. Yes, I think so. Uh, and apart from the myths, and, and I'm sure we'll touch on it as well, there's a, a lot of people feel it's such an ethical and moral issue and they have a problem with that. So let's have a look at some of the myths, see if we can help uh, ease people's concerns and give them some better information. Okay, so so the first one that people battle with is there's, there's a misconception that you will get inferior medical care if they know that you are a tissue donor. Um, this is completely wrong because mm. the medical staff are ethically and legally obliged to give you the absolute best service and to save your life as much as possible. It's only once somebody has been declared dead that they will then find out whether they are a tissue donor or not. So mm. that's not something that's going to impact on the medical care that you get. And there are people who think, oh, no, they're too old, they can't be, be donors. Yeah. But anybody under 75, in general, good health, without cancer or any other serious transmissible diseases, can actually donate their tissues. In fact, tissue don donation is easier than organ don donation. So a wider spread of people can donate tissue, tissues as opposed to organs. Because if you, for example, have liver failure, you obviously can't you can't donate your liver. Mm. So then there they are more selective. You have to have really good organs. Um, 
But at the same time, it's interesting. A lot of people think, oh, their health isn't 100% so they can't donate. But but apparently, most of the of the health problems that South Africans battle with, that those are diabetes, hypertension, heart disease, stroke, um, alcohol, and and drug abuse. Um, those are those don't exclude you wow. from becoming a tissue donor. You still can do that. Um, Elmer, we actually had a, someone send a question through and saying they're wondering themselves if um, someone passing away from COVID, as an example, would disqualify somebody from being a donor. That would be an interesting thing to find out. Not sure what your thoughts are around that. Yeah, I can't give you a definite mm. answer on that. They're talking about serious transmissible diseases. Yeah. So I, I, I think there would probably be a little bit of caution if you have COVID. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. not sure. Mm, I'm but sure. we'll have to find. I can actually ask the organ. Um, donor Foundation about that. That's a, that's a very interesting question. So, um, um, and y- then, yeah. Then the people who are worried that um, their families will have to bear the costs, which is not the case. The receiver and the, or the organization doing the work will bear the cost. Yes. So it costs the family nothing. And the fifth one is is the issue of faith. And you mentioned that in the beginning. Mm. Sort of an ethical, moral issue. So most most religions um, see this as an act of compassion or generosity. But it's important for people to chat to their spiritual leader about this so that they can get peace of mind. And, of course, to talk to their family. Family mm. needs to know because in the end they will be around and concerned if you are dying. So they need to know what your, um, you, you know, what your intentions are and what your wishes are. And then, of course, people have to register at the Organ Donor Foundation, which is very easy. We all have a little card that we carry in our wallets. Mm. And it says in there, so if something happens to you, they look in your wallet and they say, okay, this person is an organ and tissue donor. Um, and then the medical staff are aware of it. So it's basically a way of leaving an ongoing legacy. And as I just, uh, I just see it as, well, make the love continue if I no longer need my body. Mm. And I can save um, you know, seven lives with organ donation and help more than 50 people. Okay. You, you, you mentioned and introduced that you are an organ donor, you and your family, with such certainty and enthusiasm. So this is clearly a decision you've made many years ago. Tell us about that journey, Alma. Yeah, so, so um, you know, my son had kidney failure a couple of years ago, and he was really one foot in the grave. It was a terrible two years, and he was only 27. And then, um, fortunately, I was I was blessed to be able to give him a kidney. Wow. And um, so, I mean, it absolutely saved his life. In fact, he is now training for the Argus. Wow, Elmer. So this is how healthy my Lucas is. It's unbelievable. He was <laughs> never even a sportsman beforehand. <laughs> this kidney is just taking him places. <laughs> I can't wow, even express how wonderful, what a wonderful experience that was for me. And I just immediately, of course, our whole family is now aware. So we all registered um, organ donors because you really, really know that you can absolutely save a life. It sounds like just something that's been said. But, you know, organs are, when they crash, you, you, there's nothing that can be done unless mm. somebody kindly gives you an organ. And I just think, wow, it makes so much sense for me to just, just 
the logical thing to do. Why would you bury healthy organs yes. or burn healthy organs when other people can be helped by them? It just doesn't make sense to me. And one amazing thing from your story is it was in life that you could do that, and uh, that's a beautiful thing as well. It didn't, you know, it didn't take a passing to be able to donate so something you could do in life. So, just for people wondering, like, what's your health like with just one kidney, and now your son with one kidney? It sounds like the two of you are thriving despite. Wow, what a story. Oh, we're doing very well. I mean, I was already 58 when I donated that that kidney, and which is not 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 that young for a kidney donor. Mm. But you know, I have been obviously I work in medicine as well. I've been super health conscious my entire life, and yes. I think that helped. Yes. <laughs> Otherwise, I would not have passed. There are ten stringent tests that you have to pass, so you have to be in good health. So I was really blessed to be able to pass those. And we are absolutely well, yes. No, we're totally well. We've not had any problems. What a powerful story and says something as well for the medical fraternity here as well. So beautiful story. Alma, thanks for sharing from your heart. That's editor of The Green Times. Told you she's like a superwoman. It's Alma Pollard sharing that story. Go and have a look at it um, and get some more information. It's called The Bare Bones of Tissue Donation. That story and many other excellent ones, as you'd imagine, right on thegreentimes.co.za. Like and interested in game reserves, there's more there for you. Ocean protection and the influence that the youth can have on it and much more, thegreentimes.co.za. Thanks for running a great online platform, Alma, and thanks for your time this morning. Awesome. Have a blessed day. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.